Thank you for downloading this podcast of Andy's Movie Mashup from GFM 107.1. For rights reasons, the music has been removed, so it's just me talking. Enjoy. Now, uh, no intro quite yet. I'm playing that because uh, it was my uh, my wife and myself's wedding anniversary yesterday. Um, so that's, what is it, three years? Um, so I just wanted to give big ups to my wife and also my baby daughter although it's not our wedding anniversary um and saying how much i love you and i'm looking forward to spending lots and lots of more years anyway here's a show so on this week's movie mashup we're gonna be talking about he says looking at his running order i i feel pretty with amy schumer that came out earlier this year uh, also, How to Talk to Girls at Parties that also came out earlier this year. That's based on a Neil Gaiman short story. And uh, a documentary called I Am Not Your Negro, which also came out, I think, early this year, maybe uh, late on last year, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, also be looking at uh, movies that are on TV this weekend, what's on at local venues, some DVD picks, all the usual stuff, really. Um, there's no new Good Robot Annie's podcast this week. We're recording one next week. That'll be the next three movies in the 30 best horror movies of the 20th century. I've actually made a change to the list this week. so uh, But you'll need to find out what that is later on in the list. Because it's a bit further up. Uh, okay, so I'm going to play some music. Uh, this is The Decemberists with a track called One Engine. And it's from The Hunger Games. Now, that was the rather wonderful Eels with a track called Beautiful Freak, as if you couldn't figure that out. That is from the soundtrack to Hellboy 2, colon, The Golden Army. And before that uh, was The Decemberists with a track called One Engine. That is from The Hunger Games. Uh, some news just in, some movie news just in, is that Kerry Fukunaga, director of uh, the adaptation of Jane Eyre that was released quite a few years ago with Michael Fassbender and Mia Wasikowska, has secured directing the next Bond movie, which I think is good news. He was attached to uh, the adaptation of It for quite a few years and then dropped out due to differences. Um, he also made a Netflix movie called Beasts of No Nation with uh, Idris Elba. I think uh, it's a good choice. Definitely a good choice. I, I would actually approve of that over Danny Boyle, who walked away from it. So anyway, first movie this week is a movie called I Feel Pretty. Uh, it is a 2018 American comedy film written and directed by Abby Cohn, Cohen and uh, Mark Silverstein. And the film stars Amy Schumer, Michelle Williams, Emily Ratajkowski, Rory Scovel, A.D. Bryant, Busy Phillips, Tom Hopper, Naomi Campbell and Lauren Hutton. And the plot involves an insecure woman who, after suffering a head injury, gains extreme self-confidence in her appearance was released in the United States on April the 20th, 2018, and about the same time in this country, and grossed over 88 million worldwide. It received mixed reviews from critics, with some saying it did not fully commit to its premise or tone, although the performances of Schumer and Williams were praised. So this did indeed come in, come in for some criticism. I remember when it was released, um, I remember the trailers were some of the worst trailers I've ever seen for a movie, and uh, But I thought that the premise was interesting and I thought that Amy Schumer being 
you know, what I would consider to be one of the most staunch feminists uh, in the, the movie industry wouldn't have misstepped this one. So I was interesting. I was interested in watching it to see whether that was going to be the case. Given that the, the, the feedback on shows like um, Kermode and Mayo and the, the Empire podcast, uh, particularly from viewers, the feedback was quite polarised, with some people saying that they found it to be empowering and interesting, and others said that they found it to be offensive. Um, uh, I suppose it depends on your viewpoint. So anyway, uh, the plot is that Renee Bennett, played by Amy Schumer, is a young woman of, uh, it says here in the synopsis, average physical attractiveness and fitness, uh, end quotes, who struggles with insecurity over her appearance. Um, uh, she manages the, the website for cosmetics firm Lily Leclerc uh, while aspiring to work in their Fifth Avenue headquarters. But she declines to apply for a receptionist position there after reading the job description's emphasis on being the beautiful face in quotes, of Leclerc. Um, <clears throat> but one night, inspired by the movie Big, which I think kind of looms large over this in terms of what happens in the movie, uh, she wishes at a fountain to be beautiful, but nothing happens. But next day, she has an accident, falls off a bike, an exercise bike, hits her head, and when she wakes, although she has not changed physically, she believes herself to be astonishingly beautiful. So that is the plot. Uh, she then, um, you know, goes about her business uh, thinking that she has changed physically and people start to behave differently towards her because of her confidence. Um, and I think tonally, it is a little bit wayward, but I think this movie's heart is in the right place because, you know, what it's saying is that how you hold yourself and how you... Uh, how you approach the world and how you approach other people is very important. And if you if you go through your life thinking that you are unattractive and that you won't get that job because you're unattractive, maybe you won't get it. Um, that's what the movie's saying, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, things start to happen for her. There, there is a, a subplot involving the cosmetics company wanting to do something in a certain customer space for which they th they think she is suitable as a spokesperson. So there is a subplot involving that, but that is not the, the not the driving plot of the thing. And what's interesting about it is is that as she gets drawn into the the world of fashion and sort of um uh hanging out with um powerful influential people, she maybe starts to believe her own hype and her personality changes a bit. As a result, I won't really go into too much detail about that. But um, I thought this movie was, um, was when it's good, it's very good, it's funny. It is insightful at times. Uh, I think the main problem with it is for me is it's a little bit long and it doesn't stick the landing. And that's kind of a, you know, a term that means that it doesn't really have the courage of, of its convictions at times. Uh, but I think for the most part, its heart is in the right place and it is trying to say something profound uh, particularly about the way that women view themselves and that other people view women in the world uh, and that's an important conversation to have um, on Rotten Tomatoes it has a rating of 33% with a consensus reading 
It has a charming star and the outline of a worthwhile comedy, but unlike its suddenly confident central character, it suffers from a fundamental lack of conviction. I don't think it is a fundamental lack of conviction. I think that that rating is very low. Um, I think that its its heart is in the right place and it slightly fails to stick the landing, but uh, I don't think it is a fundamental lack. Um, and saying uh, other reviewers, so David Elrich of IndieWire said that the latest comedy could have used a few more polishes. It's a little flabby towards the back end. Yes, it is. I um, I think I dozed off towards the end of this film because it does kind of lose its way a bit. Even if its star is totally fine just as she is, but it never slackens in its conviction that the world reflects how you feel about yourself or in how empowering that can be if you come at it from the right angle. Um... And uh, J.A. Kennard of Pop Matters wrote, the only people who won't be bored by I Feel Pretty are those whom it offends. It's a gross miscalculation that might mean well, but fails to balance the sharpness and delicacy necessary to tackle the emotional carnage wrought by self-hatred. That it forgets to make us laugh is the final insult. Uh, not so. I think, um, you know, we're seeing some polarised opinions here that I heard earlier in the year. Um... I kind of think this film will work for you or it won't for, work for you. And, and maybe you won't fall into the middle and say, yeah, it's OK. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that it's, it, it's I'll, I'll say it again. It's about the third time I've said it, but I'll say it once more. I think its heart is in the right place, uh, but it's a little bit uneven. Um, but uh, I think it's still worth seeing. I think it's interesting. However, uh, it does make reference to, to Tom Hanks' movie Big, directed by Penny Marshall, which, if, you, if you've never seen, is definitely worth a look. Definitely. It's a very, very good film indeed. Okay, and uh, I Feel Pretty is rated 12. Okay, next movie this week is a film called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. It's a 2017 science fiction romantic comedy film directed by John Cameron Mitchell and written by Philippa Goslett and Cameron Mitchell based on the short story of the same name by Neil Gaiman. Film stars Elle Fanning, Alex Sharp, Nicole Kidman, Ruth Wilson, and Matt Lucas. Um, and was shot in, um, in November of 2015 in Sheffield. Had its world premiere at the 2017 Cannes Film Festival, and it was released in the UK on May the 11th, 2018, by Studio Canal, and in the United States on May the 25th. So. Uh, this is indeed based on a Neil Gaiman short, and um, it is an odd little movie. So the synopsis is is that um, young N and his best friends stumble upon a bizarre gathering of teenagers who are from another planet, visiting Earth to complete a mysterious rite of passage. But that doesn't stop N from falling madly in love with Zan, who's played by Elle Fanning, a beautiful and rebellious alien who becomes fascinated with him. And together they embark on a delirious adventure through the kinetic punk rock world of 1970s London, inadvertently setting off a series of events that lead to the ultimate showdown between punks and aliens. So, um, that is indeed the plot. Um, there's not a lot else to say about that, really. That, <clears throat> that is pretty much what happens in it. Um, but in terms of what it's like. Uh, this reminds me very much of movies that I used to watch in the 80s that were maybe straight to video or quite niche um, pieces of work. 
I think tonally it's um, very reminiscent of uh, Alex Cox's Repo Man. I know that, that may be a strange comparison to make, but it's got the same kind of slightly off-kilter tone to it and um, uh, slightly heightened performances. Um, I really liked this. It, 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 it is a strange piece of work, for sure. Uh, it's got a very eclectic cast, you know, Elle Fanning, um, Ruth Wilson, uh, Nicole Kidman doing a what I think passes for a London-y type accent. Uh, it's a little bit coarse, uh, to be honest, but, you know, it doesn't really matter that much. And the, the soundtrack is fantastic, of which I will play something in a moment. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think that this probably didn't get a very wide release. It had a box office of $382,000, which isn't very much. Um, I doubt very much. Well, I suppose it might have might have made some money back, but I doubt it. Um, it uh, it's got a lot of energy. It's got a lot of get up and go. It's got some really interesting um, production design going on. Uh, I liked it a lot. I think that... that um, there's not a lot else to say about it, really. I think that if you miss this in the cinemas, and, and you probably did, I certainly did, although I did hear about it uh, being reviewed and people liking it, it's good. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, it's based on Neil Gaiman's uh, short story. Neil Gaiman wrote American Gods, among many other things. Um, and it certainly has some very strange stuff going on in it, but it's fun. It's good. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 46%, with the consensus reading... It has energy and ambition, but is ultimately too unfocused to do much with either or develop its themes into a cohesive whole. That may be so, but it's still fun. And uh, I liked it. I'm going to play a couple of tracks. Oh, it's rated 15. I'm going to play a couple of tracks from the soundtrack. Uh, first up, we've got The Damned. I love this. With Neuros. Is she really going out with him? Oh, that was nice. That was uh, The Velvet Underground with a track called I Found a Reason. And before that was The Damned with a track called New Rose. They are both from the soundtrack to a movie called How to Talk to Girls at Parties that I talked about just before that. Okay, final movie this week is a documentary, a 2016 documentary film, uh, which is called I Am Not Your Negro. It, it was directed by Raoul Peck based on James Baldwin's unfinished manuscript Remember This House. Narrated by actor Samuel L. Jackson, the film explores the history of racism in the United States through Baldwin's reminiscences of civil rights leaders Medgar Evers, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, as well as his personal observations of American history. It was nominated for Best Documentary Feature at the 89th Academy Awards and won the BAFTA Award for Best Documentary. So, uh, this... Uh, was released in 2016. Um, oh no, hang on a second. The Toronto International Film Festival in 2016. Uh, actually released in 2017. It's taken me quite a long time to get around to this. Um, I thought that it would be a tough watch. And, you know, documentaries, you've got to be, I think you've got to be in the right mood for a documentary. But this gripped me from the very beginning. Um, it starts with some black and white footage of James Baldwin on a talk show in which he is being asked by the uh, host um, how he thinks things are going for the black man in America, and uh, he gives an honest and scathing answer. Um, so Baldwin uh, was a um, you know an intellectual, 
uh, it's um, this is an incredible film. So you know, with Samuel L. Jackson's um, frankly fantastic voiceover. Uh, it brings the words to life. Uh, there's loads of archive footage of um, things like uh, Kennedy and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Uh, it's very, very powerfully put together. There's also um, archive footage of uh, things like the Detroit riots uh, that is then cut together with uh, riots that have taken place more recently in the United States. And honestly, uh, apart from the video quality you know the quality of the picture and the fact that in the second clip you can hear a car alarm going off you wouldn't know that there was any difference between what was going on in terms of uh, black people being oppressed by the american authorities it's the same thing just happening like 50 years later um it's really good it's 93 minutes long um there's not a whole lot to say about it really uh, only that it's a fantastic documentary and if you have an interest in american history um, and you want to hear someone like Samuel L. Jackson just delivering these these excerpts from this unfinished manuscript, um, which is a collection of notes and letters written by Bourbon in the mid-70s. Um, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. But, it, you know, it's not a happy watch by any means. It's um, It's a tough, tough watch in many ways, but it's definitely worth it. It's very rewarding. And it's rated 12. Uh, I don't have a, um, a Rotten Tomatoes summing up of it. But I'm going to recommend it and say that if you like documentaries and you're interested in history, and um, it's, uh, it's very, very good. And it's got a good soundtrack too. And I play a couple of tracks. Uh, first up, we've got Buddy Guy with Damn Right I've Got the Blues. All right, so br- very briefly going to look at uh, some DVDs and Blu-rays that are released this week. These are films that are out right now or will be out next Monday. Uh, first up, we've got Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, arguably the least successful Star Wars movie ever released. I mean, it's still taken a ton of money, but it hasn't taken like billions that uh, you would expect it to. Um, a movie called The Negotiator with John Hamm that had uh, good reviews. And um, a movie called The Eyes of Orson Welles. That sort of a completed movie that somebody else has completed before he did. Uh, no good Robot Andy's podcast this week. We're going to be recording on Monday. Or oh, maybe we won't if I'm going to that screening. That's the show. Thank you very much for listening. Time to hand over to Ian. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast from GFM 107.1. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Cockers underscore 97 and on my Facebook page, which is Andy's Movie Mashup.